Hosanna saves us, rescues us. His name alone. Thank you, Jesus. you for giving us authority that's amazing he gives us authority and also shows us how to use that authority so he doesn't just say, you're on your own. You're out there by yourself. You can figure it out. He doesn't do us like that. He equips us. Thank you, Jesus. Like a father teaches, instructs, loves, disciplines. Thank you, Jesus. God, we realize that you could very well leave us alone. But you are not that type of God. You even said in your word that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And so we hold on to that. Why do we hold on to that? Because you're not a man and you cannot lie. So God, we know that you said it and we know that you hold on to that. You keep your word. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for the blood that was shed for us. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for equipping us. We thank you that we have a, the privilege to come into this particular house and be equipped that you don't leave us out there by ourselves. You don't leave us alone, trying to figure it out on our own. Thank you, Jesus, because we realize that we need your help. And so we say thank you for sending your help. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We realize we've tried it. We've tried to figure things out. We've tried to work things out on our own. So God, we thank you for allowing us to come back to you. God, for fixing our mess. Thank you. God, and even, even has given us the, the willpower, the strength of mind to not even repeat those things. We thank you, Jesus. We love you. We appreciate you. We honor you. God, continue to have your way in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you can clap those hands before the Lord. Hands lifted. Hallelujah.
let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, as we go into this word, give us the strength to hear it, the ears to receive it, but God, give us the courage to apply it. Help us not just be hearers, but allow us to be doers of the word. And Lord, this morning as I stand, I rebuke the devourer. God, I know what your word declares and therefore I just receive the promise of your word that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that with your stripes we're already healed. So I thank you for it. Lord, this morning, as ground has been broken in worship, let seeds be planted by the word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands as you take your seats. Anybody grateful for Jesus this this day, I'm grateful for Jesus. Amen, somebody. I'm grateful for Jesus. This morning, we're going to try our best to dig into the scripture as we have been walking through Matthew chapter 10. Go ahead and turn there. We have been talking about walking in spiritual authority. I need someone today as I look out among you as we prepare on this Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is a great contradiction. I'm not preaching a traditional Palm Sunday message, but Palm Sunday is a great contradiction. It is a day where they said to the Lord, such wonderful things. As he rolled in, they were laying palm leaves down they're crying out, Hosanna. Oh, but by next week, the same people said, crucify him. Truth be told, we often look at those people with disdain. How could they do such a thing? But the reality is many of us do it every day. Where we cry Hosanna with our mouths, but we actually shout crucify him with our actions. 
The Bible says that type of person draws near with their lips, but their heart is far from him. And so as we talk about walking in spiritual authority, people of God, it's not enough to simply declare, I have authority. That's great. And I do need you to know that. But after you figure out that you have authority, I need you to follow the instructions that the authority requires. But as I said on Wednesday, and I'll say it again right now, following instructions is a problem when you're not yielding. And I'm trying to take my time because I really want to holler, but I'm, I'm going to be good. I'm trying, trying to be good. Following instructions is a problem when you're not yielding. When you are not sold out, when you haven't given the Lord everything. We had a wonderful training for leaders yesterday, for our leaders in the church. And my dear friend, Brother Bishop McNeil, said something that's been sticking with me. He said, I'm sure he'll listen to this at some point, he wanted to go on record. He was going on record in saying that hallelujah was not the highest praise. As he said, he was going on record. I agree, Bishop Designate McNeil, hallelujah is a high praise, but it's not the highest. It's a high praise. Many people say that because it contains the name of God. Hallelujah. All praise to God. It's a high praise, but Bishop McNeil espoused that the highest praise that we can hear is yes. Y'all, that thing won't let me go. Huh. It's one thing to say hallelujah. It's another thing to give the Lord a yes. Huh. Some of us have been struggling with a yes, but we don't know how long. You give the Lord a hallelujah in a moment, but a yes. That's a lifestyle decision. Why are you saying this, Bishop? Because if we're going to follow the instructions, if we're going to walk in spiritual authority, you have to give the Lord a yes. And the only people who give God a yes are people who are yielded. Now, when I talk about being yielded as a consecrated builder, I'm telling us right at the beginning of this message, you have to give up control. I'm going to Matthew 10, trust me. You have to give up control. Y'all see how the room got tight? Control. All of the people here that love to keep the reins, don't like to be in the passenger seat. When I talk about giving up control, how do I do that? Let me give you three preliminary things. Number one, you have to trust God with the process. 
trust God with the process. See, so many of us want to bring the promise before God, but you didn't trust the process. Okay, it's quiet. God, you gave me this. Why does the journey look like this? Let me tell you, giving up control means first trusting God with the process. In other words, let me give it to you another way. God, however you do it. However. See, trusting God with the process is a however trust. However you do it, God. See, and truth be told, as I'm looking out among you on this wonderful Sunday, some of you haven't got to the however level yet. However you do it, God. I might not like it, but however. Do you think that the children of Israel wanted to get away from Pharaoh by crossing the Red Sea? They could have outrun him if they went another way. But God said, I won't get the glory if it's easy. Okay. I'm going to have to put you in a circumstance where everybody will know it's me. So when I talk about giving up control, number one, you have to trust God with the process. Number two, you have to hear, you have to trust God with the people connected to the process. Okay, let's go back. Number one, I'm going to give up control. I'm going to give up control. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'm going to give him a yes. Yes, I will. All right, I got to trust him with the process. But then number two, I have to trust him with the people connected to the process. Lord, I wouldn't have no problem if I just could do it by myself. God, this would be a whole lot easier if I didn't have to depend on nobody. Lord, have mercy. How many of us are willing to admit that you've had some struggles depending on people? Oh, come on, y'all don't want to tell the truth. Hands down. Let me, let me help y'all with this. That first, trusting God with the process, that's a however trust. But that second one, trusting God with the people connected to the process, that's a whoever trust. See, when you really give God your yes and when you are really following the instruction, not only do you have a however trust, Vincent, but you got a whoever trust. You come to the place where you recognize God, you can use whoever you want. Huh? Huh? Somebody's sitting up there and you're like, no, it won't work unless I talk to the president. God said, I can make this thing work with the secretary. Y'all missed it. Yeah. Huh? Stop thinking that God can't use whoever. And let me tell you, let me, let me, let me tell you, God is raising up some whoever's. There's some folks that, that everybody thinks should have the answers in this season, and some of those folks, God is like, no, I'm not bringing revival through that channel. I'm about to bring revival through a channel of people that ain't nobody even heard of. I'm about to raise up some ministries. I'm about to raise up some businesses. I'm about to raise up some leaders. Now, come on, there's going to be people that you never thought. And let me tell y'all something as I stand before y'all this morning. I'm sitting there in prayer over the last week and God began to drop some things on me about this ministry and about where we're going and I'm like, whoa, Lord. See, y'all. Whoa, now. 
Now, those of y'all who've been walking with me for a while, if I'm saying whoa, whoa, Lord. See, y'all play too much. Whoa, Lord. But I done seen some people. I ain't going to point nobody out. I, they in here today. I didn't see some people go from not enough money to more than enough this year in the middle of a pandemic. I didn't see some people's dreams get funded this year in the middle of a pandemic. I didn't see health and wellness come forth this year in the middle of a pandemic. So don't tell me what God can not do. So trusting God with the process, however, Trusting God with the people connected to the process, whoever. But watch this. Here's the, here's the last one in preliminary here. You got to trust God with the outcome of the process. Trust God with the outcome of the process. Whatever you want to do, God. Y'all miss Whatever you want to do, God. <laughs> okay. So, so I said you got to have a however trust, you got to have a whoever trust, and then you have to have a whatever God, what, whatever. See, see, I, I wish somebody was is ready to go to the next level of faith. Whatever God, what, whatever you do, whatever you do, God. I listen, listen, listen. My, I tried it my way. Your turn, God. I tried to do it with my resources. Your turn. Whatever. Come on now. However, whenever, whatever. However, whenever, whatever. How? Y'all, excuse me, whatever. Whatever, I tried to make my way and you was, no. But however, whenever, whatever. Guess what my answer is? Yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Now, now this is where we got to get with the instructions. I'm going somewhere because we're going to get to this text and it's going to get a little sticky. You know, because listen to this, the level of trust is essential if you're going to build. You can't build like this. You can't build a godly marriage if you ain't going into it saying however you want to do it, whoever you want to use, and whatever. Y'all, if you ain't got that, you're not building godly family. You're not building a godly, because sometimes God will be like, look, here's what I need you to do. I need you to go and I need you to sow. I need you to give to your enemy. And I want you to give them the money you've been saving. See y'all, y'all see how that did? Everybody like, no, the Lord would, the Lord would never, the Lord would, the Lord, wait. If he made David serve Saul. Oh, y'all not If he made David serve Saul. If he made the disciple go and minister to the murderer named Paul. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Sometimes God will send you some places that you don't want to go, but it's his will. He'll make you talk to people you don't want to talk to, but it's his will. He'll make you do it a way you don't want to do it, but it's his will. The thing is, not my will, but your will be done. Now, so trusting God with the process, however. Trusting God with the people connected to the process, whoever. Trusting God with the outcome of the process, whatever. Now watch this. 
following or refusing to follow the instructions of the Lord is a matter of faith. Following or refusing to follow the instructions of the Lord is a matter of faith. See, too many of you thought it was a matter of obedience. <laughs> it's actually a matter of faith. Y'all missed it. Because you can obey, but obe obedience is from without. It's externally driven. Submission is from within, right? So watch this. My obedience actually flows from the submission that is within me. I must submit first before I obey. Because if I try to obey and then submit, I'll actually get tired of obeying. I must submit first and then obey. But my submission rests on my faith. Let's do it again. Submission is from within. Obedience is from without. When I obey, I'm doing an external action. Submission is an internal action. My submission must be first so that I can then be willing and obedient. See, willing, submission. Obedient, external. Y'all walking with me today? But my submission sits on my faith. If I don't have faith, I'll never submit. Explain. I will never give in to someone I do not trust. Submission is yielding. I give. But I ain't giving in to nobody who I don't trust. Let me tell y'all something about God. His track record, Lord, y'all, I'm trying to teach today, is impeccable. Let me tell y'all something about the Lord. He don't fail. <laughs> My man is undefeated, y'all. <laughs> something about the Lord. He don't lie. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something about the Lord. He ain't never lost a case. Oh, I'll I, I give it like the scripture. God is not a man, yeah, help me, that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent. And if he said it, he'll make it good. Let me tell you something about him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me tell y'all something about him. He is the bright glory and morning star. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the heavy load ship. Now let me tell y'all something about him. I'm trying to be good. But he ain't like us. <laughs> he don't let me down. He ain't like us. <laughs> he don't give up. He ain't like us. So when I'm talking about faith, Christina, I got faith in him. Because, whoa, help me. The Bible says, Sean, put no confidence in the flesh. I'm about to help somebody. I'm about to help somebody. Bishop, why won't you give up on folk? Hey, 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 hey. Bishop, why, why you keep pressing in? Listen, it ain't that I got confidence in the flesh. I got confidence in the God that I see in you. So, hey, hey, hey. I done canceled the flesh in you long time ago. The reason I keep pressing, the reason I keep praying is because I see a little glimmer of Jesus. left to me. The Lord still kept pressing for me. The Bible says, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, he, he comes for those even while we were yet sinners. Christ died. I'm a mess and he like, I'm still here. <laughs> Come
coming and playing church and he like I'm still here I'm just waiting on you to have an encounter for real listen I just need somebody in this room to say God I want an encounter with you for real not none of this little churchy stuff no playing God I'm talking about for real I'm talking about God I want one of those encounters where everybody I go next to says you've been with somebody I remember, I remember, y'all, I'm trying to be good, but I remember, first time I was in the room, I know ain't none of this ain't never happened to y'all, this is me, this is my testimony. First time I was in the room, a bunch of guys was getting high, they was getting high in the room, I'm playing spades, they getting high, they put towels under the door. They put towels under the door, and they towels all around the windows, whatever. We had a football game that day. I was captain of the drum line. So I go back to the school. Y'all watch it. Watch it. I will hurdle this table. Watch it. So I go back to the school. I go back to the school. I, watch this. Hadn't put nair joint to my lips. Hadn't put nair joint. Nair joint came to my lips. But because I was in the environment of the smoke. Ain't smoke that joint. But my entire actions had changed. I had got high and didn't even know it. Y'all, y'all. Just because they, they call that a contact. Y'all, y'all. I was in the same environment where the atmosphere had been shifted. Ho, ho, ho. I was in the same environment where the atmosphere had been shifted. Therefore, my speech had changed. My walk had changed. My look had changed. Everything about me had changed because I had subjected myself to an environment where the atmosphere had been modified. Let me tell somebody in this room, I am praying that you subject yourself to an environment where the atmosphere has been modified. Hey, I want this place to be an environment where the Holy Ghost is thick like a cloud and when you leave out of here your walk has been modified your talk has been modified your sight has been modified and everybody knows you've been in the presence of a foreign substance you weren't like this when you left home you didn't talk like this when you left home and I need somebody to shout don't make it wear off I don't want it to wear off. I don't want it to wear off. Bishop, I don't know about that analogy. Oh, you ain't read Acts. Cause them jokers got the clowning so much in the upper room that the people outside was like, them men is drunk. I'm telling you when the atmosphere gets modified, everybody on the outside of the atmosphere begins to try to figure out why are you acting differently? Ha, 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 But if we're going to follow the instructions of God, you got to have that type of faith in that type of God. I hear you, Lord. Spirit of the Lord says, 
But the reason some of us are struggling with the instructions is because you're too reserved. Okay. I'm just going to put that verse up. You're too reserved. I'm going to this verse in a second. You're too reserved. You want God to operate in this nice little cute manner. You don't want God to make you do nothing that's uncouth. You want to have God make you do nothing that somebody might write about. You know, in this social media age, you don't want nobody to pull their phone out, post you, video you. You don't want to end up on the church of laugh, shade room, quiet. Huh? Let me tell you something. However, yo, whenever, whoever, whatever. God glory, whatever you do, smile. And here's why I come to the instructions. Can I walk through this verse? Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them what? Come on, walk with me. Verse 1, I'm in Matthew 10. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them what? Authorization over unclean spirits to cast them out. Some of you have some unclean spirits. You're not taking authority over it. You're just arguing with them. Lord never told me to argue with the devil. I cast devils out. Heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Then he goes through the names of the 12 apostles. I should know these verses. Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, James the son of Jebedee, John his brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, Judas the Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12, verse 5. Now watch these instructions. These 12 Jesus sent out after what? After instructing them. First set of instructions were not to go. Y'all catch it? First set of instructions, because some of us get excited when the blessing comes and you out there trying to work a blessing and you ain't heard the instructions yet. Hmm? Y'all hear me? Out there trying to work a blessing. You ain't heard the instructions. Tearing something up. And let me tell you, sometimes some of the greatest blessings have some of the most intricate instructions. Do not go in the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter any city of the Samaritans. So first set of instructions, what not to do. Then, but rather, verse 6, go to the house, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So verse 5, where not to go. Verse 6, where to go. Verse 7, and as you go, preach. Y'all see that on the screen? 
Preach. Not just preach. Preach singing. Y'all missed it. Just because you're a preacher, that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be in control of your preaching. Just because you're a singer, you're not supposed to be in control of your singing. Let's go deeper. Just because you're a parent, you're actually not in control of your parenting. Y'all don't understand. Y'all not tracking with me. If I'm going to parent like the Lord says, like the Lord says, now if I parent like the world, that's a different story. But if I'm going to parent like the Lord says, embedded in the blessing called a child are his instructions on parenting. Watch this. That child. So stop envying another parent trying to parent your baby like you see the celebrities huh, taking pictures of the moments that they parent theirs. So if I say, God, my children belong to you, that means that I've now yielded control of the methodology of my parenting to the Lord. I have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, how do I handle the seed called a child that you gave me? If I, if I want to get, uh, if I want to be a husband that pleases God, I cannot be a husband that pleases God while being in control of my own life. To be a man that pleases God and a husband that pleases God and a father for my children, I got to wake up every morning and say, not my will. Is that, Bishop, are you, are you saying you struggling with something? Y'all missed the whole point. The reason I wake up every morning and say not my will is the same reason I wake up every morning and say give us this day. Our daily bread. It's the same reason I say morning by morning, new mercies I see. Because I'm in a perpetual state of gratitude over what the Lord has already done. Furthermore, I got to stay ready because I don't know what the devil going to try today with his old nasty tail. And because I don't know what he going to bring at me today, I got to go ahead and keep my armor polished Dick and Sanders and on. And just, just in case he want to come with something brand new. Because he will. So verse 5, where not to go. Verse 6, where to go. Verse 7, what to say. Y'all see that? Preach saying. I went back. Verse 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. So verse 8, what to do? What to do? What? Mm. Verse 5, where not to go. Verse 6, where to go. Verse 7, what to say. Verse 8, what to do. Now I'm in the verse 9, and things get sticky. Because I said that following the instructions is a matter of faith. 
Huh? That, that, I did say that. That's in your notes, right? And you can't follow the instructions of the Lord if you're not yielded. I said that, right? Okay, so then make sure everybody's with me. Are y'all with me in the back? Everybody with me? Praise be to the Lord. Now, verse 9, Lord, it's sticky. He starts this problem at the ending clause of verse 8. Freely you receive, so don't take up an offering line. Freely give. Freely you receive, therefore you should not be charging for your prophecy. Freely you receive, therefore you shouldn't charge nobody to come preach. I said charge. If somebody wants to, to give, that's one thing. But you don't go no. <laughs> For every preacher in marketplace, let it not be named among you that you ever told anybody. Let me take my hand down because I feel like my grandmother. That you ever told anybody that you had an honorary and that you wasn't coming unless they could give you. X amount of money. First of all, what I had to go through to preach like this is too expensive. I'll preach anywhere God sends me. All these folks. Operate like hirelings. I come. I'm gonna need a thousand dollars. Parisian cotton towels. I only like the yellow M&Ms. Only the yellow ones. Only the yellow ones. Deeds. But the intense test. I'm serious. Don't let me come down these musicians' roads. Charging per song. I come play for your church service, $35 a song. I pray a cramp in your fingers. Y'all excuse me. Because either we're going to go with the standard or not. Verse 9 is a problem. Everybody out on streaming, Bill. Do not acquire gold. Y'all read with me? Acquire. Say acquire. acquire. Oh, that bothers me. Do not acquire. Say acquire. acquire. Now he's about to send them out and they're about to do some work. And he starts off after he's given them authority. Do not acquire. 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 Don't raise don't raise none. Don't acquire gold or silver or copper for your money belts. Don't go out trying to get no money. See, watch this. Verse 9 begins an intense test of faith. I said the instructions of the Lord require faith, right? Let's work through these. 
verses. So he first tells them, I only got three more points. He first tells them, people of God, they cannot raise or bring any resources of their own. I'm sending you out and I'm not going to let you raise Elder or bring no patrons list. You can't raise it. You can't bring it. Now watch this. And as I was sitting there and I was looking at verse 9, here's what the Lord said. That's, verse, that's, that's my first point. I can't raise or bring resources of my own. I need y'all to make sure that's in your notes. If I'm going to follow the instructions of the Lord, I can't raise or bring resources of my own. I can't raise or bring resources of my own. Bishop, that makes no sense. Listen to how the Lord gave this. I must have faith that God will provide what I need when I need it. I, I, I don't understand. If I come to you and I say, I'm about to go do X, Y, Z, and, uh, you know, I, I need you $20. I need uh, just, just 20 of y'all gave me a dollar piece. Huh? That's what I need. Give me twenty dollars. That's raising resources. But if I say I'm going to do the work of the Lord and left it alone, trusting that God's about to place on somebody's heart, maybe He gonna need twenty dollars. <laughs> see, see, y'all see? Yes, sir. Well, you have not because you asked not. These instructions, every set of instructions for every task is different. But these instructions were, I'm about to send you out. Every set of instructions for every task is different. This is why you got to ask God to be specific. These instructions were, you going out. Don't you raise no money. Some of y'all raised funds when you should have raised your voice. And then some of you told the people you needed $5 when God was going to give you 5000 If you would have raised your... A pastor that I know needed half a million dollars to renovate a new space. This pastor has been talked about, ostracized. They told him he'd never be nothing again. He lost almost everything. He started a church in a little bitty room that's about the size of this platform up here. And he was at a place where he's like, all right, we're moving into this facility. We need a half million dollars. He wanted to raise a half million dollars by the end of December. By the, watch this, just two weeks ago, he had over a million. The guy that everybody said couldn't do nothing. Are y'all walking with me so far? Some of you have limited God because you tried to raise what you just needed to have faith for. Are y'all walking with me? Don't come.
come to God like, God, I need $12. However, whatever, whatever. Come on now. Come to God like, look here. I'm going to walk in what you told me. I'm going to trust that you about to tell somebody that what you told me to do is free. Leave that right there. Because here's the thing. And here's what's been ringing in my spirit all week. God will take care of you. Y'all, okay. Y'all still ain't caught it. I'm trying. I said, I said, God will beneath his wings of love abide. Y'all, God will Okay, let me go back to my second point. Point two. Point two. So he says in verse nine, do not acquire gold or silver or copper for your money belts. Now watch this. Verse 10. It gets even, because we're in, we in an intense battle of faith here. Or a bag. Yeah, so I can't raise no money. I can't bring a bag. I can't bring an extra coat. I can't bring no sandals. I can't bring a staff. And y'all, when I tell y'all, Lord broke this thing down to me. Because watch this. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Do not acquire gold or silver. Do not acquire gold or silver. Then he goes back. Don't bring a bag. And all of a sudden, y'all, that thing about a bag following me. Because a bag allows me to store things I can't carry. So, Lord, you mean to tell me that you were telling them that they can't bring a way to capitalize on excess? Y'all don't understand. If they went into one city, huh? If they go into one city and they needed five dollars, but somebody gave them hundred and five, they couldn't carry a bag, which meant they couldn't bring. Somebody gave them hundred and five. Somebody gave them some extra food, more than they could eat, but they didn't have a bag. Somebody gave him some extra shoes. Somebody gave him some extra this. Somebody gave him some extra that. But they couldn't take him with them because God said, you can't have a bag. So if you go into a place of abundance, I'm not allowing you to take the abundant season into the next. Lord. Oh, that's not, that ain't right. I told the Lord, Lord, that don't make sense. I can't bring a way to capitalize. This is my point two. I can't bring a way to capitalize on seasons of abundance. I want to put a little bit back. Huh? And I understand. God will show you how to handle your stewardship. We saw it in the Old Testament. Seven years of plenty. Seven years of lack. But for these instructions, God said, these instructions here, this authority, 
I don't want no trace of you in it. For this right here, because you're going to come up on some demons. And I, I won't, no, I don't, you better, you got to walk in a perpetual straight mind with me. There are some seasons that God will put you in. Come on, the just shall live by. We walk by, not by. And he sits there and he said, don't bring a bag. Lord have mercy. I have no way to capitalize on seasons of abundance. So what's the sub point? I must have faith, listen to me, that in whatever state I'm in, here's my title again, God will take care of me. Y'all see y'all. So, so you mean to tell me I can't raise no money, but God will take care of me. I can't bring no bag, but God will. Lord have mercy. Take care of me. Huh? All oh, my planners out in the audience are having a fit. Huh? You gotta put this back, you gotta say this, and you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta put a little extra over here. And I get it. Praise the Lord for good planning and good stewardship. Nothing wrong with it. That's biblical. It's holy. Not preaching against it. What I'm saying is, sometimes God is saying, nope. Put the offering on the house that you ain't got the money for. Y'all see how y'all looking at me real crazy? Go on ahead. Put that offering. Some of y'all looking, no! No, no, no. This is why you got to be able to hear God. Huh? What did he tell the prophet in the Old Testament? Go marry the prostitute. Go marry that prostitute. Oh, and by the way, after you marry her, she gonna cheat. And she gonna have kids with a bunch of people. Why she married to you? Stay married. I'm doing all of this so the people can see. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. She gonna cheat over and over and over and over and over again. Stay married to her. Because I want the people to see how I would treat them because they doing me just how she about to do you. So I'm about to use your marriage as an example to the people. So when they see her cheating and you staying, I want them to understand they cheat on me all the time and I stay. So I'm about to use your marriage as an example that they're the harlot, but I'm the one that still love them. So go marry them. Don't tell me what God won't do now. He told people to go get money out of fish's mouth and put their net on the other side of the boat. God got some ways of doing some stuff that don't make sense. So don't look at me with your education. And don't look at me with your planning. And tell me that God won't have you step out because we're sitting in a church that is built on faith. First Sunday we moved in here, it wasn't but a few of us. We had cords all over the place. Don't tell me what God can't do. I said, God about to do some more. I said, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting up there, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to God, God, well, let me figure this out. Let me figure that out. Right. <laughs> Dot that I. Yeah. Cross that T. Because God, I want to be a good planner. God said, some stuff you just need to do. Yeah. I understand. Thank you that you want to bring me your plan. <laughs> thank you. You done? You done? Yes, sir. You, got, you done brought me your plan? Okay, let me sit this over here. 
Now do what I said. <laughs> now do, do what I said now. Lord, let me tell you, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do, Jesus. What I need you to do is I need you to have that one person, I need her to retire. And after she retired, Lord, I need somebody to pay for my degree. But I need them to pay for the degree right before she retires so that when she retires, my degree is done. This is what I need you to do, Jesus. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. And then after you've done that, you done paid for my degree, and then she retired. Here's what I need you to do, Lord. I need you to make sure, I need you to make sure that this bill is paid and that one. And the Lord is like, apply for the job now. But Lord, I'm not qualified. I am. Go and apply. Go on. Put your name in the hat. Hush. Go back to your job. Y'all see y'all missed that. See y'all put your name in the hat and then start meddling. God said, go and put your name in the hat and go back to your cubicle. Hush, let me work. You got your name in the hat and you calling and you contending and you pacing. What you pacing for? The plan you brought me was a six-year plan. I'm about to do it overnight. Hush. Go back to your cubicle. So number one, I can't raise or bring resources of my own. Lord Jesus, I'm helping somebody. I can't bring a way to capitalize on seasons of abundance. But look at what he says. I can't bring two coats. I can't bring no sandals. And I can't bring a staff. So you mean to tell me I can't protect myself from the elements, the road, or any external danger. I don't get it. I can't protect myself. Y'all missing these words. I can't raise for myself. I can't, y'all missed it. Point one, I can't raise for myself. Hmm? Point two, I can't collect abundance for myself. Point three, I can't protect myself. Against the elements, coat. Against the road, sandals. Against any external force. That's what they would use their staff for. It was a weapon and somehow for them to rest. You can't protect yourself. You know why? God will. Say, I have to trust him. I said, these, I said the instructions were about faith. I got to, Lord, I trust you. Lord, 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 I trust you. Lord, Lord, I trust you. Sometimes it don't look, look right. Sometimes it looks just downright crazy. But God, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you with, with my life. I trust you with my family. I trust you. I trust you, God. The Bible says in Matthew 6, it says, I know you need to eat. I know you need somewhere to stay. I know you need some clothes. And don't trip. When I feed you, I feed you well. See, see, I'm not teaching a message of, of being impoverished because that ain't the way my God is. He said, look at, look at the lilies. You ain't never seen nobody taken care of like them jokers. Huh? He said, what? Little sparrows. Ain't never seen nobody take care like I take care of sparrows. So what make you think that God ain't going to take care of you? 
He says, and here's what I'm going to do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing and being right. Why? God will take care of me. God will take me. I got to trust him. Because some of us are having trust problems. He said, Lord, how do I get out of this situation? I can't tell you how to get out of this situation because you don't have the faith for the instructions. Lord, I'm, I'm, I want to get out of debt this year. i tell you exactly how to get out of debt. But first, I need you to get faith for the instructions. Huh? i show you how to get out of debt. I, show, I, I, I can show you how to do everything. But you got to have faith for the instructions. And the reason I come to y'all with these instructions is because what would you do if these were your set of instructions? What did he tell Abraham? Leave your country, your kindred. Go to a place that I will show. You got faith with them instructions? And stop thinking you heard God because you heard your will. Some of the stuff you say you hear, that wasn't God, that was you. How you know? Because you can't find no validation in the word. Furthermore, you have no track record of hearing God. That felt great. You got no track record of hearing God. These people amaze me. You couldn't hear God not to sin, but you heard God that you're supposed to do something crazy. So you mean to tell me that God was completely silent over all the sin you do, but all of a sudden you got this word from the Lord, which is all grand and robust, but you ain't heard nothing from him about all that sin. Lies. Lies. The Lord told me I'm supposed to start a church. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. You know how I know? Because you're still sleeping around. He didn't say that to you. Let me tell you what the Lord did say. Stop that. Now, a church might be in your future, but he certainly didn't tell you to start it on Easter Sunday. You don't even like people. You mean, you nasty, you complain, you cheat, you do all them things, and you think you're supposed to start a church in two weeks? Somebody say, God will take care of me. Come on, say it again. God will take care of me. Third time, say, God will take care of me. Now, I need y'all to believe that. Now, for those of you who are sitting next to your spouse, don't get jealous over that statement. I felt that deep down. You sitting next to your spouse and you heard your spouse, some brother right there, he's twitch. Because you, you heard your wife say, God will take care of me. And you're like, I take care of you. See, that's, no. Come to the edge of my preaching cloud. No. Brothers, do not put yourself in the space of the Lord. You are not her savior. You are her husband. You talking about, I got you. Let me tell y'all something about God. Try to take his place if you want to and watch him knock you out of it. And ladies, some of the drama you've gone through in your marriage 
because you wanted to marry a savior and the Lord had to show you he wasn't. Amen. Don't woo, stop it. Because when you know what each other is, she's my help me. Huh? I'm her husband. That doesn't take away my responsibility to, to lead or any of that, but I am Jesus. When I hear the Lord say, the Lord, if I hear my wife say, the Lord will take care of me, I'm shouting right along with her. Amen. Me too. Me too. Me too. He going to take care of you? Me too. Me too. Well, he take care of both of us. Thank you, Jesus. Me too. I ain't mad at you. I mean, she can holler. At you. She can throw her head back. Lord will take care of me. Me too. I need him taking care of me so I can take care of you. If he don't take care of me, I can't take care of No. Man. Y'all learned something today. Lord, thank you for this word of truth. Thank you for instructing us in righteousness. Thank you for the challenge. Now, that's it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap those hands.